it is Sunday. The week before Easter. Next week I won't be here because it'd be Easter, buddy. So, uh, but you can still remember, go to mytalk1071.com. You can listen to all my past shows if, you, if you're going to miss me next week. Uh, and uh, you can listen on to the past shows. And we want remember last week it was Brian's last name, or last name, last week. Uh, he is, uh, got a job in uh, Chicago uh, doing um, podcasts, producing podcasts. And so we've got Rachel back. Hello, hello. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Now, did I get the name? Is it Rachel, right? Yep, it's oh, Rachel. <laughs> I was kind of second-guessing myself once again. Rachel, Rochelle. I should just end. So as soon as you second-guess, it's like, oh, guys, okay, we'll just, we'll just say what I think. Yep. <laughs> so, Rachel, welcome back to the Katie K9 show. Thank you. It's good to I, be back. I asked her earlier, did she draw the short straw? <laughs> but anyway, Ed, you got some news since you were here last. What? That you've got a new something in your house. Yep, I got a new dog. Oh my, new puppy! My. I should say. Yeah, yeah, puppy, puppy. What made you decide to go a pup instead of a secondhand dog? Um, it's a, actually a matter of just uh, accessibility because um, a lot. I've I applied for probably forty dogs. Get the out last of here! Year and never got. I just had bad luck. Like really, I just, they got adopted out before I could get them. Oh my! Yeah. So when we met this one, we were like. I mean, it's a puppy, yep. which is the added stress, a lot oh, more yeah. work, but <laughs> we had to snatch him up. Oh, wow. Now, what but kind? He's a mix, um, but he the most notable features he has comes from Dutch Shepherd, because oh, he's okay. got the ears and mm-hmm. the um, the narrow, dark snout. Okay. So. What's his name? His name is Gus. Gus. Mm. There you go. That's about the number three best, you know, well, Max is another mm-hmm. huge one. But Gus is a huge, huge one, too. So, well, congratulations. Thank you. So, if I would have known that, I would have brought all my handouts in for you. Maybe oh, yeah. And when you come back next, yeah, it'd be really uh, helpful. I'll give you a whole bunch of handouts. How's potty training going? It's going. He's, he he picks up on stuff pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on crate training and potty training, the biggest ones. Other than that, he's got all the basic commands down, sit down. He's uh, a puppy. Yeah. He'll wait a couple weeks. Yeah. He'll forget all about that. <laughs> yeah, I he'll, shouldn't speak too soon. Yeah, he'll start to, he'll start testing you and you're like, hey, wait a minute. Mm. You know this. Well, that's the job of his first couple of year, year and a half in life is to test you yep. and see what kind of leader you are. If you're going to follow through or you're just going to throw your hands in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how's the kennel training going? What are you doing or what are not doing or what's going on? Um, we put him in there overnight and he does pretty good. He, he cries for about 10, 10, 15 minutes. Where talks. is the kennel? It's out in the main room. Yeah, you should I, uh, You should put it in your room at all possible, uh, like make a nightstand out of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason is for because it, it's a part of the bonding process that, you know, even though you're not, nothing's being said, he's getting used to your sounds, your smells and such like that and feels more, I'm not here and I'm not by myself. Right. So if you kid until they're about four and a half months, then you can put wherever you want. You can, okay. you know, start working towards where you want. But he, they're, they're a lot more comfortable you know, if they could be in the same room as you at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you using all wire type or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wire. Uh, okay. And those, those make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and dogs, remember, they can hear 300 times better than us. Uh, you can put like something heavy on it to kind of take away some of the noise. Mm-hmm. But see, dogs are denning animals. They want their back covered. And that's why the all wire kennel is not as good as a plastic kennel. Mm-hmm. And they feel more secure and safe in, in the, in the plastic kennels. Even though, you know, a lot of people, they get the, the wire kennels are like, Oh, look, you're not really in a kennel. You can see all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the dog is like, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so try, because a lot of people put a blanket or something, but then as a pup gets older, they pull it through and eat it. 
mm-hmm. and now you might have a blockage. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to do anything to it, if you're going to keep that wire candle, uh, get like three-quarter plywood, put it on the top, mm-hmm. and then shove it in a corner so that the back side and one side is covered, and then put that three-quarter plywood because it's heavy. So it's not the, if the uh, candle's not going to uh, uh, king as much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Put your head in the kennel and kind of bump it with your shoulders, <clears throat> and you're going to hear that that kind of tinny sound, right. you know, and and that unnerves a lot of dogs. And then when you're home, put him in the kennel for a minute here, five minutes there. Feed him in the kennel so he likes his kennel. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say kennel, real happy kennel. Then throw a treat in there, mm-hmm. or a favorite toy. You know, sometimes you close the door, sometimes you don't, and so that he's just happy, happy to be in his kennel. But feeding him in his kennel is huge because then good things happen there. It's not just a separation from you or you leave him alone. Right. You know, type thing. So that that would be because t- kennel training is a huge. When people don't kennel train their dogs, I just want to tear my hair out. Yeah, because it's uh, uh, that is so needed, especially from a puppy, because they go through so many stages. Yeah. Unless you're independently wealthy, that you can replace all the stuff they're going to get into, <laughs> or that they might harm themselves with, and they need surgery because they swallowed something wrong because they had freedom. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, but yeah, so that the kennel training is uh, the hugest thing. Whereas uh, you know, so that. And the, uh, and sometimes, you know, when the pup is smaller, people use one kennel in the bedroom and one kennel, like, downstairs. But then as the dog grows, by the time, you know, he gets to the kennel that's he's, the size he's going to need, you know, that that you can have any place, you know, in your house. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, but uh, but because you want it to be close, so you don't have to run to the bedroom, you know, get the dog out, run back, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, even though I have no idea what you're, uh, you know, if you're in an apartment or whatever. But, so the whole thing is, yeah, the kennel training, but feed them in the kennel. And then anytime you say the word kennel, you throw a treat in there, a toy or whatever. And then, oh, very nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember you're going to become a ah, er, a ah, er, er, both, or ah, 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 bad dog. Or, hey, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Try to stay away from the word no. Because yep. most dogs are no to death. And pretty soon it means absolutely nothing to them. <laughs> so, anyway, so hopefully all you guys have got some great questions for me. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking. We're going to start out the show about pet insurance on my uh, Katie Canine Facebook page. Um, I uh, asked for extended out, uh, you know, pet insurance, yes or no. Give me stories about your pet insurance, yay, nay. And so we're going to talk about that. And I got quite a few responses. I was really happy about that because I had pet insurance for my Zelda, um, my Boxer Great Dane mix. Uh, Jimmy Christmas, she, Zelda's been gone now. Oh, God, I can't believe it. So I think it's three years. Three years she's been gone or four years. Gosh, I'm going to have to lost in November 26th, and I can't remember what year. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so we're going to talk about pet insurance. We're going to go to break, and then when we come back, we're going to uh, talk about pet insurance. And then if you want to chime in on the uh, uh, on the discussion, please do. And you can call me at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Uh, oh, you know what? You, are you, do you go to that Dollar Tree or Dollar Store or anything at all? Yep, sometimes. Well, I went to the Dollar Tree in Venice Heights. Before I came here, because I had to get stuff cause to send up to the kids uh, in Alaska, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their carts aren't big enough. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'd be like, holy moly. And because, oh, that's right. Oh, that's good. That's Oh, look at this. Look at this. And, now, um, and so I, the, when I went to the line, I'm sure everybody is scratching their head like, oh, my gosh. I said, I know. I know. It's called grandkids. <laughs> but, oh, I had a blast in there. And that one in the, uh, the Dollar Tree in Badness Heights is really, it's just very neat. Uh, very well organized. Uh, yeah, just had a blast. I really thought that today was Sunday, that yesterday the store would have been bought out mm-hmm. for Easter stuff because, you know, everybody's getting next weekend is Easter. Yeah. You know? 
So there, but that, to my surprise, oddly enough, some of the things that I wanted, uh, I was hoping was going to be there. There's maybe two or three left. So it's just like, look at me, I did it. Nice. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. But do you are you going home for Easter? Or are you hanging out here? Where are you going? Um, I'm going home. I guess Illinois. Yep. Oh, and the dog has to go with, huh? Yeah, it's going to oh. be our first big. Trip. There you go. Start practicing this week. Take him for little excursions and that. Mm-hmm. Has he ralphed it all? Got her car sick at all? Nope. He's pretty good in the car. He'll just go. He'll lay down or oh, go to good. sleep. Oh, so good. good. Especially good. if he's if we put his crate in there. Okay. He'll just he'll know to sleep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to discuss pet insurance, uh, give me a call six five one six four one one zero seven one. When we come back from break, then what we'll do is we're going to be discussing that. And then now the trivia question. Uh, this is just going to be funny trivia today, okay? Funny trivia. Okay, which institution has a lower acceptance rate than Harvard? Okay, you ready for this? That Your choices? Delta Flight Attendant Corps? McDonald's, let's see, what do we got? McDonald's uh, Hamburger University? Walmart? Or all of the above? We'll be back. All right. Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Wasn't yesterday just the most gorgeous, gorgeous, there was no wind, thank gosh. And anyway, uh, it was just, you didn't want to come in. I mean, I literally, I did it probably what everybody else did too. Everybody stayed out all day, tried putts here, did this, and they probably woke up this morning moving very slow from all the walks or the work they did in the yard. And then probably everybody had the dogs out, and the dogs and them have not been out doing much. So everybody's sore. So you got to pay attention so you don't overdo it for yourself and for your pets, okay? So anyway, okay, here we go. Which institute has a lower acceptance rate than Harvard? Delta Flight Attendant Co-op? Or core, I mean, yeah. Uh, McDonald's, uh, and, uh, da, 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 McDonald's, uh, McD- Hamburger University, Walmart, or all of these? I'm going to go with Delta. Ah, guess what? It's all of them. Oh, really? Harvard accepts uh, accepts just 5.9% of applicants. Oh. But getting into the Harvard is a piece of cake compared to getting into a job at the Washington, D.C. Walmart. It's 2.6%. Getting into the Shangri-La br- uh, branch of McDonald's Hamburger University is 1%. Or becoming a, a Delta flight attendant, less than 1%. That's Isn't that something? Yeah. I'm just like, whoa, really? I want to check out that Walmart and wow. see that. The- uh, well, yeah, it's in, uh, Washington, uh, Washington, D.C. Walmart, 2.6%. Mm-hmm. That's something. Wow. And then Shangri-La, uh, Shanghai, I mean, I see Shangri-La. Yeah, Shanghai, branch of McDonald's, Hamburger University, 1%. My goodness. Oh, well. Okay, uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for answering my question on my Facebook page, my KDK9 Facebook page. Hopefully you will like it and follow me. I'll try to post some funny things and informational things and blah, blah, blah things. So, Anyway, uh, the the common thread, it was kind of a, you know, some people have it, some people don't. Some people think that, you know, it's a waste of money. Now, when I had my Zelda, I started when I, she, I got her a year and a half, and she because she was, you know, five miles of legs in a boxer mix and lots of energy, I figured she'd be one to pull something or I'd get some. So I figured, okay, I'm going to look into this. And uh, Brad Kaplan from uh, an insurance agency looked up and went through uh, and, and compared different plans to help me find which one I wanted to do which one made sense and one thing that he came up with and i've learned over time is the heart the the worst thing is that when you're you have to read the fine print 
because what happens is that now let's say because you know you, you got a Rachel you got a new pup so this is the time that you get it because there's no pre-existing anything going wrong yet okay because that's the biggest snag that if you don't read the fine print if something's pre-existing they will not cover all right. Now it brings uh, what, and so let's say something happens, uh, you know, this year, you know, with your dog. Okay. As of January 1st of next year, that is no longer covered. Let's say they had to have surgery for something and something went wrong and then it raises his ugly head next year. No, that's considered a pre existing thing. So that's why whatever pet insurance you're going to take out, number one, you make sure you read that five print. What, uh, what is their ditty about pre existing conditions as if, as if at the January 1st, everything that happened prior to that, is that pre existing or what? You know, and then some of them won't take if the dog's got hip dysplasia or things like that. They won't even take that. And so that's why you have to do your due diligence and read because it's not all about the money as far as the money. Now, um, uh, some of the ones that they came that had the, uh, the pet insurance, these are some of the, you get your pens and pens, papers out. So these are ones that you can look into. Okay. One was <clears throat> that came up a couple of times was embrace E M B R A C E true panion T R U P A N I O N nationwide. ASPCA, Healthy Health Pause, and then AKC. These each one of these had, uh, you know, uh, uh, plans. Okay, now ASPCA has three levels. I was told they have a level that's accident only. Then they have one that's illness and accidents, or you can get a, a plan that covers everything. Now, one thing you got to remember, folks, when you get. <laughs> The purpose you want insurance, like for your car or for your house or even for yourself, is for the unseen. You know, if you have a dog, you know you're going to have uh, checkups, you know, yearly checkups. You're going to have, you know, there's going to be, you're going to have, uh, they're going to have to get them spayed and neutered. You know, you know about these things when you get them. You don't buy insurance for what is, you already know. What you want to buy insurance for, if you're going to do it, is for the unknown. What might pop up that you're not ready for, okay? Uh, unfortunately, if somebody, you know, if the dog gets hit by a car or whatever, but uh, usually the most is uh, dogs blowing their ACLs uh, and, and those kinds kind of problems is what that brings up a lot. So the biggest thing is, is really read that. Don't have the person tell you before you sign, you read every ounce and ask about pre-existing and then what's their version and then how much deductible, because that's another thing I learned through all that. You can go back to my Katie Canine uh, website or uh, it's a website, uh, Facebook page. You can read all the comments. And so the, the big thing is, is that pre, what is the definition, their definition of a pre-existing and so uh, if they're born with it and the problem when they're born, if they're born with hip dysplasia, some might take, uh, you know, take on that. Some won't, you can't sign up for, but it's going to cost you more too. And now let's say your dog breaks his leg on Dece- in December and then January 1st comes and that's now considered that December break, a pre-existing you're on your own. You've got to take money out of your pocket. So that's why it's really important that you read between the lines. Now, a lot of people, you know, like with my Zelda, I got it when she was a year and a half, and the program plan that I took, I think, has merged with other ones now. Because I only held it for three years because what happened is it, it came out, it was 35 bucks a month. Okay, then then when it came back again for the second, you know, whatever, it went up to, you know, um, 65 or $75 a month. And then when she turned four, it went up to almost 100 bucks a month. And so the thing is, is like, huh? <laughs> so one thing you got to remember with the insurance is that as your dog gets older, the premiums go up. All right. Because there's obviously a higher chance that there's going to be a problem. 
So be aware of that. Now, what a common thread with everybody that I asked about pet insurance is what that, and this is my idea too, is to set up a savings account for your pet insurance. You know, take that hundred bucks a month and put it in a savings account, and that's just for pet, you know, pet health. Whereas that at the end of the year, you got twelve hundred dollars. You know, at the end of two two years, you got twelve hundred dollars. And so, start your own because now, um, I don't know if you you worked here, Rachel. Um, long time ago when I first, I think I've only been on the air two years and Missy, um, she called in and she told, told us about a dog, uh, her dog, Casey, that fell over a cliff chasing a ball and lived, you know, I think when you're up in the boundary waters canoe and anyway, and so uh, now Missy chimed in on this too, uh, in 2016, now she got for two dogs and one cat, she was paying $35 a month in 2016. In 2021, it's $200 a month. Okay, if that's 200 bucks, that's 2,400 bucks, right? And if you don't use it, so that, that to me, I would rather try to, and, and then plus, nobody can tell you what they're going to pay and what they're not going to pay. You know, you've got the money. And and some of the stories that I, that people wrote is like the one, uh, the insurance company only paid like a quarter of the bill and they had to pay the rest. Then there's another person, that they paid two-thirds of it, they had to pay the rest. Some of them had $150 deductible, some had $250 deductible. But So that's why you've got to do your, you know, due diligence and, and read and, and figure out what will work for you. Uh, but I'm... Personally, I vote for because remember Gilligan last mm-hmm, last August uh, went into um, congestive heart failure, and I had to take him to Blue Pearl, and that was a chunk of change. By the time we got done and overnight in the oxygen tent and everything they had to do type thing, and then his meds, just that whole ordeal for two you know two days was um, I think something like thirty five hundred dollars. You know, and you know, it's like, whoa, of course, need to save savings account. <laughs> Went and got, got out the money and we paid the bills. So that's why you just got to see there's there. We don't know what's around the corner. So if you want to choose to do that, either set up a savings account for your animals and just keep it that for no matter. Let's say you make it um, 15 years with one dog and you never had to touch it. Well, just think of it as a chunk of change for the next animal you get. And then also, too, what's going to happen is that you just, it's a savings that maybe when you retire and you don't have any, you look at that, you saved yourself, you know, it's money that went to good to your own pocket instead of paying those premiums. And if you never use the insurance, let's say you've been paying, you know, for 10 years before you do, and you never needed it, you know, that was 10 years of premiums that you could have had in the bank. And so that's what my thought is. And, and that was a, most of the thought on people that chimed in on it when I asked the question on my Facebook page is that I'd prefer, or they, they are setting up a savings and, and then putting X amount, you know, in. And if they have a, a windfall, they put more in that account. But at least they have the say of what, how to spend the money. And, and they are going to benefit in the long run in case the dog never needs it. And so, anyway, so it's 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 a, it's a catchphrase. You got to do what you're comfortable is what it is. So once again, some of the the the, the people that, that on my web or why did I say website? My Facebook page. I'll tell you them again. Some of the companies were, and I have not looked into them. You're going to have to do your homework. Uh, we got Embrace E M B R A C E. We got Health Pause. We got True Panion. We got Nationwide. We got ASPCA. We got AKC. And there is a uh, like an insurance company now that is where is if you kick in so much, they kick in so much. But I had my husband, my, somebody. I'm not financially 
mentally stable on that, you know, thinking of things. And so I had a couple of people look at this uh, uh, program and it really was more beneficial to set up your own savings account and go from there. So, so that's the end of the story. So pet insurance, it's yay or nay, but if you look into it, if you choose to, I chose like what when it went up is to just, you know, uh, dump it and then just ha- started a savings account. That's what I did. Okay. Where are we at? What is Captain Crunch's rank? Commander, Lieutenant, Admiral, or Captain? We'll be right back. All right. Appreciate you listening. Give a haul. We got open lines. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay. What is Captain C-A-P, whatever you call it, N, uh, Crunch's rank? Is it Commander, Lieutenant, Admiral, or Captain? Lieutenant? It's a commander. Mm-hmm. I did not know this. Apparently, Captain Crunch has been exaggerating his naval service for decades. He wears just three stripes on his uniform uh, cuffs, which makes him a commander, not a captain. Who would have thought that? That's unbelievable, how huh? you would know. Captain Crunch, I like that. That was a good one. I guess my my favorite, if I would eat cold cereal, is toasted cinnamon, cinnamon crunch. I love that stuff. I could eat that by the barrels. I like anything cinnamon. I'm a huge cinnamon, cinnamon uh, gal is what I am. So anyway, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, just a heads up again. If any of you guys got shy dogs and uh, shy, timid dogs, I have a new class up at Katie's Canines for just a shy and timid dog. It's going to be it's two times an hour each. Well, the last one's lasted about an hour, 15 minutes. But anyway, so, this was also, if you have a shy, timid uh, dog, you know, one that doesn't want to be touched, ones that's scared of uh, strangers, ones that scared of noises, uh, whatever, you know, the, the worst thing you can do to a shy, timid dog is say, there, there, it's okay. It's not okay. The dog is scared, so you've got to be the pillar that the dog turns to to find his confidence. And so that's why I need to, to the, the the class is to get you to understand how the dog is seen, you know, why he won't come to you. I mean, as far as why he won't let you touch him or what, you know, why is he shaking anytime he goes to a new place or outside. And it can be turned around. It takes a while. With my Ethel, it took uh, a year for a lot to come together, but two years for totally to come together. So you got to have a lot of patience, but it's the most rewarding feeling you'll ever see when you uh, feel, I should say, because when you finally see, like, uh, Ethel was scared to come to anybody that would come in the house she'd you know hightail it and over the years like i say by about a year and a half all of a sudden she was almost beating gilligan to the front door to see who was coming so it can be done so check out my shy timid class for dogs any age any age it could be a puppy it could be an eight-year-old dog okay at any age we can work with them if you would find your dog and i if you would lose your dog and i found it it would have to you know i would work with it so no matter the age you can train the dog so check it out go to uh, mytalk1071.com you can find my facebook page there you can click on that and you can also also find my website. Click on that and read more about the Shy Timid Dog class. All right, who's up? All right, we've got Kathy on the line who's got a question about dog cremation. All right. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi, what's up? Um, I'm putting my dog down tomorrow. Oh, my. And uh, I want to have her cremated. Okay. And I, could you give me some suggestions? I live in St. Paul. Okay. Yeah, you just heard her ad. You got a piece of paper and a pencil? I do. Okay, you're going to go to Pet Cremation. 
mnmothernancy.com. Pet cremation mn.com. Yep, okay. and just John owns that. And he's been a guest on my show before. And you can call him. And he, wherever you're having him, are you having him leave uh, to, at your place? Or, yes. Okay. So then you, then all you have to do is let him know what time they are coming, and then they he can come and 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 take your your pupper, uh, or uh, and then uh, go and have it done. And they have oh, they're just awesome people to work with, and the urn is really beautiful. Or you could pick out your own, and it comes in a nice uh, bag, a uh, royal blue bag that says we'll meet again at the Rainbow Bridge. It's really, uh, John and his staff is just something awesome to work with. Okay. So do you have? Uh, do you, are you are you an internet person? No, I don't have a computer, but I have a friend that I can ask her to look it up. Okay, otherwise we can. Rachel, can you look that up? Uh, pet cremation. I'm gonna have Ray, hang on here. Okay, and, and say we'll do, we'll get the number for you. Okay, because right. I'm not very technically savvy. Well, why don't you tell me about your pupper? What kind of dog? Uh, a Shih Tzu. How old? Uh, well, July 5th, she'd be 17. Oh, my honey, are you an awesome mom? That is unbelievable. What's her name? Her name is Molly. Molly, oh, I like that. L-Y, or is it Y, or M-O-L-L-Y, or I-E? Yeah, M-O-L-L-Y. Oh, cool. You had her since a pup? Yes, since she was about six weeks old, I oh, got her. Wow. And so, boy, to have a dog that age, kid, oh, boy, I, I tip my hat to you. And this is going to be the hardest heartache you're going to ever, ever endear. But, you know, the thing is, is that I, the only thing on how I get through losing all the animals I have is that I know I'm going to meet them again. There is no doubt in my mind. And everybody gives me the, the stuff that when I cross over, it's going to like a huge thunderstorm for all the animals that I've owned through the years. They're yeah. all going to come racing to me. <laughs> And so, so that's we, a good touch. We, yeah, but they, it's harder than heck, and there is no. And remember, she's not just a dog. Okay, don't let anybody say that to you. This is part no, of I your. Don't. Yeah, this is part of your soil soul. And if you call pet cremation, they can help you and talk to you too. You know, if, okay. you, if you feel like you have to, um, you know, you want to talk something out, so they can help you out the, with the whole process. So what, right. hold on a sec. Got a piece of paper and a pencil. I do. Okay, Rachel. What is the number? Okay, the number is nine five two. Nine five two nine two five nine two five one two three four one six three four one two three four one two. Oh, that's the easy number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh. I listen to you every week. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm so sorry for your heartache, but you know what I mean? Start out start let the memories begin because you had an you had an awesome team there. All right? Okay. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Wow, that's a hard one to come on the radio and <laughs> and be able to come up with that. So, you have to be yeah. really strong to Okay, no, I got 952. What's the other part? Um 952 um two, 925 Nine two five one two three four. Yep. Okay, I should have that, so we don't have to do that again, right? Yep. Uh, I feel so sorry for Kathy because, like, it's been seventeen years. Oh my goodness mm-hmm. gracious, that's the hardest decision to make. Mm-hmm. This is when you know when when a pet is is um, you know ill or whatever. You know, you all when you go to bed, you're just praying to God that please take them 
So I don't mm-hmm. have to make that decision, yeah. you know, because I've done that so many times. It's like, please, I don't want to have to make that call because is it? Because we always pray for a miracle, whether it's a, a pet or a human, you know. Uh, it's just like, please, please, you know. But luckily, with Ethel, Ethel went to she she went through the night. She died. She was gone in the morning. But basically, all my animals. I'm trying to think. I don't even think. I think Ethel was the only one. Otherwise, all, I mean, all my animals, horses and dogs, I, I had to make the decision. And it's, boy, it's the toughest number to die, I'll tell mm-hmm. you. But that pet cream, you know, John Waterston at uh, PetCremationMN.com is awesome to work with. Okay, who's up next? Right, we've got Jill on the line, and she has a question about introducing a puppy to a resident dog. All right. Hi, Jill. Hi. How um, you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. So yeah, you, you got and a- um, I recently uh, lost a dog and we have a resident dog still and I'm looking to introduce um, another dog into the family and my resident dog lady she can be reactive she can be good she's good with other dogs but at first very excited reactive so just wondering if you have any suggestions on how to have a healthy successful introduction Um, uh, what kind of dog is lady She's a mix. She's um, some sort of pit bull, collie. Oh, my. How many pounds? She's about 65, 70. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, the biggest thing, what the problem, what the biggest thing that people do wrong is they just bring the new dog right into the house. (laughs) And so it's like the existing dog is like, who the heck are you? And why are you in my house? (laughs) Okay. And so what you want to do is, um, if you have uh, now you looking at one through an adoption agency or what? Yes. Okay. So then if at all possible, you could bring your dog so you can go for somebody, take your dog, you take your dog and somebody take the other dog and go for a walk. That's, you know, you know, parallel all right okay and so they can now don't be close so they kind of got glance over take a look and then glance back and talk to them hey who do you think that is when the dogs seem like they're kind of calm now okay where they're not looking at each other and dancing around or whatever when they Mm -hmm. seem like they've hit a beat just stop let them kind of look at each other don't let them sniff noses yet okay then walk a little bit further and so you want to watch for the dog to be totally relaxed and then let them come in and sniff noses make sure Uh the leash is loose don't don't choke them because retention it causes problems okay so anyway let them to sniff noses and then say oh wasn't that nice wasn't that nice let's go and now go for a walk for more and then just keep doing that until you can see them kind of more relaxed all right mm-hmm. and then but if they literally now two females are ha- harder to get along with than a male and a female or two males okay okay and so that you want to kind of look at that too all right and then yep. but the the slower the slower you go, the better chances of it all working. And now if you do decide and that it worked out there, now when you come home, okay, what you want to do is you bring the new dog in first, uh, second, your older dog second. And the reason is, so he doesn't like stand in there going, I don't think I'm going to let you in my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then take all edible things, anything that's chewable, all toys get picked up and put away because you okay. don't want somebody to, to start tangling right away. Yeah. Then when you have, uh, when it's feeding time, always feed them in each, in a kennel or one's in a kennel, one's in a bathroom or, you know, but okay. behind closed doors, That's not right. just on the opposite side of the kitchen. All right. Yep. And so then, uh, and then what, you, you know, pet one and then pet the other. I mean, they all look at you and then, you know, go back and forth and mm-hmm. then, but then watch their body language, you know, like, mm-hmm. is, are they just starting to stiffen up? Are they kind of looking at each other? You know, like, Hey, that's my mom. What are you doing with my mom? 
Okay. You know, so watch for that and then diffuse it. Don't ever yell at the existing dog to be nice, all right? Or okay. say to tell the other dog, well, this is the existing dog's house. You knock it off. No, <laughs> what we got to try to do is blend them so that they, and then like I said, lots of walk going the same direction at the same time. That's mm-hmm. huge. And then, like I say, a little bit, say hi, and then keep on walking. A little bit, say hi, and then keep walking. And just kind of get, now, do you have a fenced-in yard at all? Yes. Okay. So then now what you can do is you decide... The busier dog gets kept on a leash, mm-hmm. and the other dog gets let loose. Okay, right? and so that that now the busy dog, the 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 calmer dog, can come in and then get back out of the situation of that other the the whoever is the loud dog. You know what I mean? The the wah factor that mm-hmm. they, they they're not going to get pummeled and build up bad feelings. And so you just usually if people just go very slow and steady and not rush it, it will work out. Okay. Okay. And do you recommend when we have to leave for work to keep them separate? You bet. Okay. <laughs> you bet until you get a handle on who the new dog is okay. and how their relationship is that you never, ever leave them alone at home together. That's that. That's what your 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 goal is, all right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're home and see how they, you know, are together, some situation, sometimes in a week you can see it's going to work out and sometimes it takes a month. You know, you just okay. have to, it's like blending, you know, a blended family. <laughs> yep. Two-legged, mm-hmm. whereas... Sometimes it goes off without a hitch right from the beginning, and sometimes okay. there's a couple hiccups, and we got to make sure we don't have major hiccups when you got teeth involved. Okay, exactly. Okay. <laughs> have you look? Are you looking at one now in particular? Yes. Okay. Yep. And he's a male. Oh, good, so good, he's good. Female, male. And, and what's his personality like? You know, he. Um, they said he's good with dogs, good with kids, good okay. with people. Nice. That's about all we know. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then, yeah, go for a walk and just kind of get the feel. Don't talk yourself ever into it. Like, oh, well, maybe with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. If it doesn't feel right in your gut, your gut is the best instinct. And too many people second guess it and then wind up kicking themselves. Mm -hmm. So just kind of go with your gut and just keep it very happy, very, oh, look at that. Who's this? What do you think of this? What do you, you know, be the cheerleader. Don't go, now you be nice. Because then you're recoiling and the dog picks up on your apprehension. And now maybe, why should I trust that other dog? Apparently you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so you come in with the energy that the dog can draw off of. Okay? Okay, good. Okay. All fantastic well, advice. I'm going to write it down. All right. Well, <laughs> good luck. Keep me posted on how it goes. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I know there's a little Hummer thing in there. I don't know. Was that her line, our line? Would it do whatever? Yeah, I noticed that when I. Oh well, we all lived. Yeah. Hey, we got open line six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, here we are. What is the closest living relative of the Trinosaurus Rex? Is it the crocodile, a cow, a chicken, or a kangaroo? We'll be back. Hey, 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 thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. What is the closest living relative to the Trinosaurus Rex? Is it a crocodile, a cow, a chicken, or a kangaroo? What do you think? It's got to be a crocodile. Nope. Oh, my gosh. And believe it or not, I got this one right. What was it? (laughs) What it is, scientists have at last uncovered the closest living relative of the mighty T-Rex. For the first time, reachers have a sequenced protein from the long-extinct creature, and many of the molecules show a remarkable similarity to those of a chicken. 
chicken yeah well wow. you, you look at it the way the chicken's legs are formed and stuff like that oh, you're right you know what i mean yeah. and how their head is you grant you they you know they have a beak instead of a big honking teeth and stuff mm-hmm. but isn't that something and i guess that right i guess that right oh it's interesting yeah who would my chickens are related to a t-rex <laughs> oh, not, not quite as vicious w- w- when i go home tonight and i'm doing chores i'll have to say ladies i have an announcement for you <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna just look at me and like give me my treat <laughs> oh well there he goes okay who's up to bat all right we've got laura on the line and she has a question about her four-year-old dog four-year-old pupper hi laura hi how are you good how about yourself Oh, I'm good. I, I love your show. And Thank you. Just, I've, I've had many dogs over the years, but you bring insight. Every time I listen to you, I get something out of out of your lessons. Well, like, hot dogs. Like the crate thing. I didn't even know that. I mean, my dogs are not puppies anymore, but uh-huh. um, so I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. You know, I was thinking that, uh, you know, this is the 20th year. You know, me, Lori, and Julia uh, have been on the state, you know, that the station started 20 years ago. And anyway, and I was thinking wow. about that. How how have I talked for so for two hours for twenty years <laughs> and not been redundant? You know, so that it's good that you, at least you get something. You go away with something. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, what can I do for you? Yes. Well, and there's so many times I wanted to call. So I have two. I have two dogs. Okay. I have a black lab. He's going to be uh, nine, and then I have a lab shepherd. And he is four. Okay. So my question for you is, my lab shepherd, when I take him out to go to the bathroom, or the both of them, he does not release his whole bladder. Okay. Yep. He's more of a territorial spot. Yep. Door. Yep. Yep. And so it's frustrating because I can let him out, and then, you know, it's like, no, you know, go more, go potty, go, go potty, more. go potty. <laughs> I know you got more um, in there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you're you have to go more anyway. So then what happens is sometimes in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and now he's like, oh, I got to still go. Then he will go in the house. Okay. Um, Have you ever taught him what potty is called and where it goes? Or you just turned him outside, prayed for the best. I usually just I use the command go potty, go potty. Okay. Um, So and there. There's usually, yeah, there is a, I, I live on kind of a bigger uh, lot, so mm-hmm. there is one section of the yard that I tend to bring them to just for that purpose, okay. but I don't have a specific area, no. Okay, no, no, what it is, what a lot of people, especially if you're lucky enough to have a fenced-in yard, what we do is we just open the door and say, go potty. Okay, but we didn't see the, you know, the kids on the bike out there. We didn't see the neighbor doing this. We didn't see the, you know, where they got, they they took this, like, the top of their tank off, you know, to take the pressure off. But then they got busy doing something else, all right? They didn't totally, totally yeah. relieve themselves. And so I'm gathering he's fixed, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, yep. Okay, because see, what I would do if you've been having trouble, well, especially before you go to bed, you take that one out specifically by himself so that it's just you and him. And then what you're going to do is, you know, go potty and make sure you can see. Uh, and I would use like a 20 foot line or something so you have control of the situation so he doesn't just ding around. Haha, hurry up. Let's go potty. Go potty. And so, because if you've got two dogs out there, sometimes they're, the other one, they're like, what are you doing over there? What are you doing over there? No, what are you doing over there? You know what I mean? Whereas, is where if you just get out there and he can just concentrate and go and potty because it was only happens at night that he has an accident or does that ever happen during the day? No, never during the day. Oh, okay. It's always in the middle of the night, and and it's only when, 
like if I lock him in the bedroom with me yeah. and shut the door, he won't go. It's only when he can get away with it. Okay, okay. And then what time, What what is bedtime? Uh, like 10.30. Okay. And do you allow him to drink anything from the bowl prior to going to bed? I used to, but now... Uh, now I don't. I take the water away at like 8. Okay, good, 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 good. And then, like I say, if you're going to go to bed about 10, 1030, then you take them out about 10. And at 8 o'clock, take the bowl away. That's a, a good thing. And then, okay. and then, but then what you got to do is make sure that he, to- that's why I take him out by himself and just say, go potty. Come on, hurry up. Go potty. Just be very calm and nonchalant, you know, like a, uh, like a chant. Go potty, go potty, go potty. And when he does go potty, and this may not be at first here, you know, he's got to figure out what are you talking to me about? <laughs> Cause usually you just say go potty and then you walk away. You know, now you're hanging out, right? When right. You, when you let them out, you just assume they're out there getting it done. Correct. And see, now you want to make sure that it's done. <laughs> so that's why you're going to pay attention. And he may not want to go on a potty on a long, on a 20-foot line. Uh, just try it and see how it goes. But he, he will get adapt to it. But uh, okay. the worst thing is when they, people have too short of line, then the dogs feel like you're standing over the top of them and they can't relax to go. <laughs> and so, uh, but that's a, would be that you do already. Take the water out about 8 and 8.30. Okay, then okay. Uh, last potty call about 10 or what time, you know, like a, a 15 minutes, 20 minutes before you're ready to go to bed. And then he's he's go, he's in the house, all right? And then if, okay. it, ta- but if it takes... You know, at first here, your goal would be that you could leave the bedroom door open and don't have to worry about it. We'll see how this potty in is going. If he's really, because you, there's a difference between here's a squirt and here's a relief. <laughs> and so that's what yeah, you got to try. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's what you have to, you know, you have to realize. Is he kennel trained at all? No. Okay. I mean, I, I kenneled them when they were puppies, but, okay. you know, yeah. because basically you, when they got older, and yeah. I just... That I they don't they don't have to be in a kennel. Right. So, yep. Well, you'd wish they were kind of now because you're peeing in the house. <laughs> and so that's and it. it's not a it's not a ton. And the uh-huh. weird thing is, is like it'll it'll like be fine for a long period of time, uh-huh. and then and then all of a sudden he like reverts back, and then I've got a couple accidents. So, but I think I think what you said about bringing him out alone, uh huh, so he can concentrate. Me, yeah. Before so- I go to bed, I think that's. Okay. I think that'll be key. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I think we've got a plan. You can, if you got more questions, yeah. you can hang on, but I got, we're going to go to break here, okay? So you can hang oh, on thank for you more. so much. You guys okay. have a wonderful evening. Okay, you too. Take care. Thanks. Mm-hmm, bye. Okay, bye. Uh, where are we are here? How old was the youngest U.S. mayor? 